Hello, hello, my friends. Hello from Pokhara, Nepal. This is Kelly Wynn, and this is the in-between series where Unfold with Kelly Wynn ended, and soon our new podcast series season two will be opening. But I didn't want to go so many months without connecting with you, and I didn't even want to take a break while I was on this wild journey here in Nepal, so I've been recording this podcast every week for you, nonetheless, even through thick and thin, even through stretching myself like I haven't stretched in years and years. Oh my goodness, can a place open you up? Can an experience open you up? Can this world just open you up and crack you open and make you see parts of yourself that you didn't know were there? Challenging is a word I can use to describe the last week. Um, but I wanted to be able to come in to you and tell you just like how it's been and what I've discovered along the way. So here's the deal. We just did a trek through the Annapurna range, which is part of the Himalayas. And it was pretty much a million steps, a million steps. That might be a little exaggeration, but I wasn't prepared for it. My body really pushed itself um, the exertion, uh, the just what it took to go up and down all day long for several days in a row, um, and still survive it. And then arrive in a small little primitive towns with, um, you know, not your cleanest bathrooms or bedding situations because they're just little trekker lodges and your menu is the same momo and, Dalbat and fried noodles every single day. And you're like, oh my goodness, what I wouldn't do for a salad right about now or give me a taco for goodness sakes and hot water. And yeah, you know what, but you do it and it brings such utter gratitude to your heart and belief in yourself that you can do hard things and bonding with the people that you're with, whether you knew them to begin with or not. And that was me. That was me trekking up and down thousands of feet and down again, and thinking that the staircase would never end. Uh, I will be sharing more pictures of that at a later point. But I will say that the land is breathtakingly gorgeous. Probably one of the most beautiful places I've been, maybe save for the redwood forests of California. And looking up at the Himalayas every day, at Annapurna, and at Fishtail Mountain, and all these holy sites that have, you know, far, long far been before our Western lives were comfortable with warm beds and hot showers. This was here. And the people are so kind and so loving. And yet, still, I had some very, very low points during this trek. Some hard days in the last week. Um, shit comes up. Shit comes up when you are in, well, when you are out of your comfort zone and no longer in your safety. And the safety isn't just the safety of home and familiarity, the safety is uh, maybe in the boundaries that we put up for ourselves, the people that we surround ourselves so that we feel comfortable all the time, the 
the introverted ways maybe we've started to adopt more and more over the last few years, especially since, you know, COVID shut things down in 2020. And I don't know, for a lot of people I know, it's it's been a huge shift to go back to human connection. And I got very comfortable with just surrounding myself with people that I felt safe around. And there was this barrier of this audio podcast between me and you of something that I had control over. And this trip is showing me I don't have control over much, except for my own being. And so a lot came up for me in my past and my history and the relationships I've made and the relationships I've lost and the people who are still in my life that I love dearly, more dearly than ever before, and the people that I need to forgive or at least forgive myself and the perspective change that needed to happen. So I want to just kind of tell you a little specific thing is that I was terribly bullied as a child. I felt unsafe as a, as a, even the oldest in my family, that it was moments of turning around and somebody's going to tell me I'm doing something wrong, that I'm too loud or I'm not handling things the right way. I might be too opinionated. And, um, and through childhood, through teenage years, through twenties, losing friends and butting up heads against, you know, every situation I was in. Yes, I'm a strong willed, but what I realized on this trip is these are all walls that I've put up around myself to protect myself that I've been fighting my whole life against love, receiving it and giving it because I don't feel safe like I deserve it, or that I'll get it without condition, or that I'll owe something or that I'll be rejected, mostly that I'll be rejected, because rejection has been something that I lived with for so many years of my life. Even in in my family dynamic as a child, though I wouldn't say that it was traumatic in the sense of abuse, but being the oldest of five children and being responsible one minute and told to stop being bossy the next minute, to trying to balance, you know, parents doing the best they can to try and balance the dynamics of five kids in a home. Um, And those pains come up. Those, please allow your siblings to come and play with you all the time. And Kelly, don't insert yourself. You're not allowed to play with your siblings and their friends all the time. It's, It's weird weird things like that. Being left out on the playground um, and choosing to go help the um, special needs kids during recess because I didn't have any other friends. You know, the redhead, the loud girl, the bossy girl, whatever you want to call it. Um, If I was a boy, maybe I would have just been called a leader and dynamic and powerful. I don't know. Um, And into the teen years where friends came and went and, you know, boyfriends when I was a little older, broke my heart. And then leaving on the day of graduation from my home with no direction, trying to make friends along the way and stumbling through that over and over again and always feeling like the outsider, always feeling like I needed to protect myself so I wouldn't be hurt. Um, 
and to never love deeply again because I didn't want my heart broken again and I didn't want friendships to push me away again. So there's always been this barrier. I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you go through this too. Uh, it's evolutionary that we want to stay safe. And safety isn't just keeping us from being eaten by the bears. Safety is to protect us from being rejected or unloved or um, uncomfortable even. And so um, part of this trip here in Nepal is to do yoga and meditation and oh my goodness, the kinds of revelations that I've had during these processes, especially understanding this worthiness aspect in myself and um, the very in tune, amazing yoga instructor that just knows how to guide us. Um, and a couple times I had to get up and leave crying because I realize how much pain I'm holding in my body. And why my back, my neck, my shoulders, my hips, they're always aching because I'm holding all of this in and I'm putting these walls up. And now I see why it was so hard to come here and be with a group of 15 other people and say, oh, shit, they're going to see me for who I am for two whole weeks. Oh, it's so much easier if I just do this by myself and don't have to deal with people. So much easier if I don't go out with friends on the weekend. So much easier if I don't go to the party I was invited to. So much easier if I avoid the retreats, even the ones that I'm supposed to be hosting. Because if I'm in person with you, there's no hiding who I am behind a screen. And let me tell you how hard that is to realize that my whole life is fighting against giving love and receiving love because I don't want to be hurt. But then that's a whole lifetime of missing out on love. And I even do this with my own family, even do this with my husband, who has stuck through thick and thin and stubborn Kelly, who has um, seen me at my best and seen me at my worst and still been by my side now for over 24 years. And to even let my guard down in my most intimate situations is hard for me because I've spent a lifetime for almost 49 years now putting up walls to protect myself. And every time I like break it down just a little bit, uh, <clears throat> uncomfortable, I'm not safe, I'm not worthy, I'm struggling with this whole idea of having to be vulnerable and transparent and possibly hurt. And the awareness of that now here, all that coming up and having people see me for who I am and still accept me this year has been completely transformative. This experience here in Nepal has been treat completely transformative and just that simple awareness of being worthy of giving love and receiving love of being worthy of having deep, intimate relationships with the people around me, and that it is not my shit <laughs> that prevents them from accepting me. It's their shit. If things don't work out, we all have this baggage we're carrying along. But if I am true, and if I am honest, and I am coming with love and 
non-judgment, then relationships can't hurt me. Friendships can't hurt me. Social situations can't hurt me because I release that to the other people and just open and embrace and be there. And that seems so simplistic because it's so much easier to say than do. So that's why I say level one is just awareness, just awareness of your worthiness, just awareness of your barriers, just awareness of your, yeah, your walls you're putting up. And the fact that we want safety. And when we dig too deep into safety and um, resist being put into positions where we might be exposed or vulnerable, all the things that we maybe used to love when we were younger, but we do less and less, you know, the social gatherings or taking that risk and booking the flight for a group activity, a retreat, an art workshop that you've dreamt of doing, a coaching program that you're dying to be a part of because you want to be able to grow. And then suddenly you realize that in the process of growth, that means that you have to talk to people and tell them all your struggles, your pains, your thoughts, your, your, the group dynamic changes you. Are you willing to open yourself up to that? Are you willing to open up yourself up to your closest friends and your partners and maybe even strangers who are opening their arms to you with love? Or are you going to just shut down? And I've had to make a choice on this trip to open up. And um, that's not easy. That's kind of painful a little bit because you're so self-aware of what the possibility is. And yet I take a deep breath and I think about where I'm moving in the future in my calling to lead, my realization of being connected to the bigger picture, the knowing that I need to help conscious entrepreneurs take their next step into being a soul, purposeful, amazing leaders of their own to bring goodness into this world and support and help and love more people then I know that these are just challenges I need to overcome, that I need to be able to show up stronger and better and more worthy than ever before. Because the truth is, we are born remarkable. We are made remarkable. We are meant to be. We are meant to follow the calling that comes to our heart, to our our. Soul, you know when that burning desire comes in you and you're like, oh, but I can't do that. Nobody will listen to me. Nobody cares what I have to say. I don't know enough. I haven't done enough. I don't have the qualifications. I didn't go to college. Guess what? Neither did I. I didn't go to college. I finished a couple of years and didn't finish a degree. And yet here I am building a multiple six-figure company with my gifted talent that was part of who I was naturally. It's part of who you are naturally to be creative and to give those gifts back to the world. You aren't given these gifts to hoard them and keep them buried. <laughs> you, are, you are given these gifts to share them and to shine. We were all born as creatives and you weren't meant to be not creative and then hide it from the world. 
When you feel this calling that you'd like to share, that you want to teach your your knowledge to others, that you want to lead others, you want to inspire others, you want to be able to put beauty into the world with your your paintings and your your handmade whatever it is that you do as a creative, as a maker, as a dynamic human being, visionary, change maker, leaders. I know you're all here listening and maybe not all of you are painters like I am, but many of you have a talent of music, of dance, of movement, of words, uh, whatever your creative inspiration, whatever those downloads that are coming through you are meant to be part of this world. And if I'm going to be able to show up for you, then I have to get to this place of, of being safe within myself being part of love and the oneness of the divine and to be willing to show up and to tell you that little spark that I feel right there in in my gut, right there in that solar plexus, you can feel it. It's like a radiating energy that says, I know, I know that I am meant to do this and to deny it to deny my worthiness, to deny my divineness that I need to share with you is really, I'm, I'm stealing from you the ability for you to move on. You're stealing from the next person. It's almost like you've been given this gift. And I think that there's a moral obligation to share it with the world so that, that we can shine more beauty. We can share more love. We can inspire more people when the world is suffering art, creativity, love, music, voice. It changes everything. And I know this because anonymous letter came to my house this week. Yes, my husband opened it and, and shared it to me saying how much of a difference that the art courses that I've created have made in in someone's life. And to get those messages, then I know that maybe I'm not helping, you know, disabled school kids in India, or building, you know, women's health centers in Africa, but I'm helping you. I'm helping my listener. I'm helping my customers reconnect with their creativity. I'm inspiring others to take action. And I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing it because I know what a difference it makes. I know what a difference it's made to me in my life to be able to create this amazing business and connect with other people and support my family and dream big and give back. And I want that for you too. And the first message I need to tell you is to break down your walls, take a risk, and know that you are worthy just as you are. You don't have to become anything. You just come back to your divine being, that soul that was put onto this earth at this time in this place with a calling that is bigger than who you are and know that you are made remarkable. And so it's just time to show up. And so I think that's enough of my message to you. And if you haven't figured out where we're going with the podcast in the future, I hope this is a big hint. My goal is to help inspire the visionaries, change makers and leaders, the creatives, 
the conscious entrepreneurs, those who will be able to make money and use it for higher purpose than what we've seen many businesses and corporations do. I want to put that power back in your hand. I want to put that inspiration back in your heart. I want to put the possibility back in your eyes and let that twinkle for you and say, yes, I can do this. All I have to do is show up as me. That's it. Be you. Be kind. Be generous. Be loving. Be open. Be non-judgmental. Let go of expectations and show up. Don't waste a single minute. This is your life. All right. If you will do me the kind favor of liking this podcast, following along, leaving a review, I it would mean the world to me because I'd love to see this grow from a few hundred listens a week to thousands of listens a week. So there might be someone you know that needs to know that they are perfect how they are. They are lovable how they are. They are remarkable the way they were born into this world. And if you know someone who needs to hear that message, would you please just share this, share this on your Instagram and, and tag me on my new Instagram account, which is just Kelly Wynn, K-E-L-L-E-E-W-Y-N-N-E. Um, this one is for me to be able to show up as more of myself on the spiritual journey, on the leadership journey, on the entrepreneur's journey and inspire you to take action in your life. My Kelly Wynn Studios account is going to continue to serve all those who are artists and looking for the creative journey. And I just wanted to be able to break the two into something separate so that I can honor the people who want the information that they're searching for. So follow me on that Instagram account, send me a message, I'd love to hear from you, share this podcast, share it from my Instagram account, screen capture yourself listening to the podcast and um, share it with the world that would really make a huge difference to me. And since we know that we're moving forward with some entrepreneurs uh, journey here in the future, if you're curious about how you're going to make a difference in the world, and you're still not quite sure how to put all the pieces together with who you are, what you do and how you serve, then go to kellywinstudios.com slash 100 and download my PDF. That's 100 ways to make money as an artist without selling your art because there are so many ways we can show up in this world. Okay. Um, so I hope this has been inspiring to you. By the time I chat with you next, I will be home from Nepal and ready for the next phase of what's coming next. All right. I love you so much. Take good care of yourselves. Bye.